On my own, bossed up, got a car and a home, and I did it on my phone. I'ma show you how to get it strong, get the bag, and it don't take long, and you don't need a loan. You don't need a boss or a master. Get the right team, and it's faster. This a new chapter. Gotta learn the business in the game. Every day, new money, new change. Adapt to the lane. It ain't about the bread, but the brain. Work hard, play hard, new fame. No more chains. No more chains. Put my nine to five, finna go home, boys, finna be a vibe, finna be a vibe, vibe. They say take a leave, so I went to a dive. I'm finna go live, put my nine to five, finna go home, boys, finna be a vibe, finna be a vibe, vibe. They say take a leave, so I went to a dive. I'm finna go live on IG, sorry, but a nine to five, that's not me. I'ma do what's up until I D I E. You already know the vibe when I speak, do not speak, cause. 20 months made 91k What you doing 40 hours I can do in one day With digital real estate that I own All I need is Wi-Fi and my phone Get into it, pursue it, i show you how to do it You got a gift inside you but you never knew it Let me put you in the game, I've been a coach Everything I do is dope, man, I'm finna go live, put my 9 to 5 Finna go home, boys, finna be a vibe Finna be a vibe, vibe They say take a leave, so I went to the dive I'm finna go live, put my 9 to 5 Finna go home, boys, finna be a vibe Finna be a vibe, vibe They say take a leave, so I went to the dive Went to the Brother BNX and Young Tiny Don. Brother BNX uh. and Young Tiny Don. Assalamu alaikum, family. Welcome to part two of A New Beginning by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. <clears throat> In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful, I bear witness there is no God but Allah, who we believe came in the person of Master Father Muhammad, who raised up for us the living and exalted Christ, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. And I thank those two for leaving and I miss the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, the Divine Warner, God, and Messiah. And I miss today. In their three names, I would like to greet you all with the greeting words of peace we said in the Arabic language of Assalamu alaikum. Um, <clears throat> if you are new this morning, I would like for you to get your phone notes out, pen and pad out, uh, because how we typically do this is we share um, our thoughts at the very end. I do have an appointment, uh, so we have to stop around 1030-ish, so we might have to do part three tomorrow. We might be able to finish today, but we might have to do part three tomorrow. So I got an appointment I got to get to uh, at 11. Uh, but if you are new here, uh, how this pretty much works every morning, we watch the minister or something spiritual, something related to the teachings. And then at the very end, after we have taken notes, we dialogue about what stood out to us um, at the end. 
Um, if you are striving to or have a desire to check out your local Muhammad Master Study Group in person, you can go to www.noistudygroup.com and uh, we will reach out to you and help you find your location. So you can be my guest this Friday or Sunday uh, at your local Muhammad Master Study Group so that you can see, you know, just how it is in person. OK, so with that being said, if you are also on the uh, Facebook, YouTube side and you want to join the actual Power Call online, you can go to www.thepowercall.net, www.thepowercall.net. Net. That's how you can tune in. All right. So let's go ahead and get started. So the confusion is so great. But you, my brothers and sisters, when Elijah Muhammad came among us, he taught what you could call a black All right, hold on. Error on the play. No, they didn't. Why, wow, this thing started all the way over for us, man. Hold on. This constitution that they uh, wrote. Wow. Hold on, because this thing done started all the way over. Hold on, let me try to, uh, that's wild, man. Let me see something. Hmm. Dang, we got, I, I'm going to have to guess. All right, we're just going to do it right here. I know we was over I'm going to read something to you that was written by one who was in the, the um, Virginia House of Delegates. That man said that we have extinguished, listen, every avenue by which light can enter the slave's mind. And he said, if they continued along that line, we would, black people, would be in a condition that we could never come out of. Now let's, let's look. I want you to look at black people now. And I'm going to ask you a question. My Arab brothers and sisters who are here, you give honor to Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, because he took the Arab from a state of what they call jahiliyyah or extreme ignorance. And with this book, Quran, he raised the Arabs and made the Arabs a power in the world through divine revelation. The 
Caucasians once lived in the hills and cave sides of Europe. They didn't know how to cook their food or bury their dead. But Moses taught them. And from a cave state, they came forth. And now you can say, by the light of the silvery moon and white folks say I'm going there think about that you can say I wonder is there something going on on Mars they put together the mathematics the science and they got a contraption on Mars see they they don't believe in a mystery God they believe in the reality of God and how God works through the human by giving us insight into the nature of his creation. Here's a people that have been in America over 450 years. And foreigners come to America and within a few days they have money they have businesses they have economic standing they're proud of being an American because they came here with nothing and they have what they have We've been here longer than anyone else, except the native indigenous people, Indians. But we, we have some stars among us. We do. We have great minds among us. We do. We have people that are shaking the world. We do. But the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, you can never, no one man can ever escape being identified with the condition of his people. If your people are nothing, how can you be something? If you don't change nothing into something, then you just something that is made. So, If you look at the condition of black people, they had a um, something on TV on CNN, and it, it was about black people. And it started off with deadbeat fathers and women who were pregnant from a man, but there's no man to help them, to support them. That's the way it started. And it ended after days now of the AIDS pandemic that is in our community more than any other community and that the black woman 
today, according to that, is the greatest uh, carrier of the AIDS virus. They went to education. They not only showed how whites in America are being dumbed down, but the most intelligent in America in science and mathematics are those from Asia, India, Korea, China, Japan. Where are white people? They're down on the list. Where are Hispanics? Down on the list. Where are black people? Now, if this is our condition, and if you go in the Caribbean, you'll see that the businessmen are Chinese, they're Arabs, they're white, they own the businesses. Black folk may be in office, but they're not the owners of the wealth. This is in the Caribbean. This is in Africa. Black people want to do something for self, but there's something missing. Talk to me. Well, wait a minute. If something is missing, my question to you is, don't we need somebody to address us and our concerns to raise us, reform us, transform us, and make us again what God created us to be. The man that came to us from Mecca We call him Master Farad Muhammad. He had a black father and a white mother. That man came to us first because our condition was worse. He was so skillful, he developed a methodology along with an ideology that would start a process of transformation in our lives. I want you to please listen to me. There never was a people that are considered in scriptural terms as mentally dead. The Arabs were ignorant, but they weren't dead. They were in their own land, speaking their own language. They weren't dead, they were ignorant. All the people that had a prophet they were in their land. God raised a messenger from among them that spoke their language and dealt with their problems.
the messenger doesn't have to be universal if he's called to deal with a specific sickness in a specific people our people are sick unto death and we need somebody let's listen Master Farad Muhammad, with a white mother and a black father, he was able to come in and out of America for 20 years before he even made himself known to the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. He was among white people. He was in the colleges. He was here. He was there. He was studying. Studying your mind. The mind of the slave the mind of the slave master because he had to deal with both minds both cultures now this may shock some of you but he wanted to help eventually both people that message that you call black supremacy that fed a broken heart a broken mind a broken spirit as a Caucasian person sometimes you look at us you may not understand what we've been through that puts us in the condition that we are in so you don't know how to deal with us you you don't know how to deal with us the teachers that teach us in school they throw up their hands now some of us can function in white society very well we're acculturated we're educated we're stimulated <laughs> by the wealth of America and we want it for ourselves so whatever we have to do we adapt but the masses they can't adapt they don't know what this is here no jobs the greed of the corporate giants to move factories out of the inner cities into the suburbs and then in foreign countries to get cheap labor that knocks out the white uh, labor and black labor today the whole move of enticing our brothers and sisters from Mexico and Central America to come here is because they have nothing there so this is an enticement and then corporate America says our bottom line is thinning out we must increase our bottom line let's get cheap labor from Mexico 
from Central America, South America. Our brothers and sisters from Mexico are not trying to take your job. They're just trying to survive. And by coming here, America already knew that they were undocumented. And they didn't care. We want a bottom line. And the Mexican brother and sister works very hard. Now, some of our brothers and sisters from Mexico and Latin America worked on this building. We didn't have to find them. They were there. They worked hard. But some of us, we work a few minutes, we talk a few hours. And then, oh yeah, by the way, I had a job to do. But at the end of the week, we want the money. See, there's something ugly about that picture. But it is real. And we cannot escape the reality of our condition and want other people to see us as an equal when we cannot qualify for equality. No, listen, listen, listen. But listen to this scripture. God said he would choose a foolish people to be his people. He will choose the things that are not to bring to naught the things which are. And he said, thou shalt no more be the tail thou shalt be the head. Then the scripture says, this is the Lord's doing and it is marvelous in our sight. As we conclude, Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, said, he heard the footsteps of Bilal an Ethiopian black man going into paradise ahead of his own. How could a follower of a great one precede him into paradise? It doesn't mean that Bilal is going to enter heaven before the prophet. It means, I believe this, that whenever you say you are chosen, please don't use such language, <laughs> unless you're going to do what you're chosen to do. Listen, whenever God raises a people from ignominy to greatness, it is because he wants to use that people for a broader, bigger purpose. The Arabs 
were chosen by Allah to be the recipient of a prophet considered the greatest though we don't make distinctions among the prophets because whoever is greater or lesser that's by Allah's command there are some prophets that he gives greater wisdom to than others but that's not to make one feel I'm better it's just that Allah sometimes gives greater knowledge to a prophet for the mission that that man has to accomplish. If you have a simple task, you get simple knowledge. If you've got a big task, we give you big wisdom. Now wait, 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 I'm almost finished. Brothers and sisters, the Arabs were given this Quran. And they were told to spread it to the ends of the earth. I have to say that for the most part, they did their job. The Arabs kept the book, Quran, pure. That's wonderful. You get great credit for that. But we failed because we arrogated to ourselves that which made us think that this was the Arab religion. And I've seen some of my brothers when they hear I'm a Muslim, they say, oh, we're very happy that you accepted our religion. Stop. I did not accept your religion. I and we accepted the nature in which we are created. We didn't need you. We are born Muslims. We thank you for helping us to be ourselves, but don't make us into you. This is what's wrong with Christianity. You want to make people into yourself and deny who they are. You can't make me into you. You can encourage me to be the best that I can be. So now the covenant is broken with the Arabs. somebody else will have to lead you now back to paradise and the prophet himself described him he said Bilal well that means an African the prophet said Bilal would lead into paradise. Really, he's talking about the Arabs. You will go, but it will be somebody different from yourself that will lead you there. It may be a little difficult for you to swallow, 
but I'm going to go all around the room. My Christian family, see, there's a parable in the Bible that talks about your neglect of these pitiful people that were brought to America to be made slaves. Christian neglect. The parable is in the Bible. It's the parable of the Good Samaritan. I'm going to share something with you. Don't be offended. Please don't. I share it out of love. A man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and on the way he fell among thieves who robbed him of his raiment, hit him in the head and left him wounded in the road. Listen to the scripture. A priest walked by on the other side. He saw the man wounded. He didn't help him. Along came a Levite who came to where he was, looked at him, but did not help him out of that condition. And along came the good Samaritan who saw the man wounded, poured oil in his wound, bound up his wound, took him to an innkeeper, gave the innkeeper some money and said, if it is more than what I've given you on my return, I'll pay you. See, it all started over a controversy because Jesus was saying, love your neighbor. And one smart fella said, well, Jesus, who is my neighbor? Well, Jesus didn't answer directly. He gave them a parable. Please don't be offended by what I'm about to say. See, the church walked by on the other side. Look, you all really know how to help us. And I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about the transfer of knowledge. Mm. There would not have to be a black church if blacks who wanted to go to church were treated well in the church, then we would not have had to leave the church. You were first Baptist, we were second Baptist. No, 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 let's see. But look, if we don't talk like this to one another, not with hatred, not with vitriol, but just to show you, look, you, you failed, not us, you failed God. Because when God gives you wisdom and power, he gives you an assignment that goes along with that. And if you walk by the man that needs your help, and you know how to help, and you won't give it to that man, then how will God feel about you? The Levites... They saw him, they looked at him. You know, 
the Levitical priesthood, you could help raise black people up from that condition because you were once in it yourself. But if we are left in that condition to be exploited, then the wrath of God will come down on the church, on the synagogue, and the mosque. Some of our brothers own stores, and they are forbidden to eat the swine, but they will feed it to us. Some of our brothers are forbidden to take alcohol, but they have liquor in their store and they feed it to us. Some of our brothers know that Allah taught the Prophet to teach us the respect and protection of our women. But some see the terrible condition of our women and take advantage of them. This is not good. So what is happening to our country now? Have you noticed the weather? Have you noticed the storms? Have you noticed the fire, the floods, the hail, the wind? See, you don't have power to stop that. America is suffering. Am I right? Stock market. Your 401k. And you wonder what's happening. God is troubling America because America can do better. I close. All of us as human beings can be better than what we are. We can reflect God or we can be devils. It doesn't matter what color you are. You can be a devil black. You can be a devil white. You can be a priest devil. A shake devil. A cardinal devil? An imam devil? Minister devil? See, we all have the capacity to do right or wrong. This meeting today, this mosque today, is to celebrate the oneness of God and the oneness of humanity the oneness of the prophetic community 
and the oneness of religion. So I had our research team look at all the religions and bring back to me what is the kernel teaching of every faith tradition. Did you know that in African traditional proverb is, listen, one going to take a pointed stick to pinch a baby bird should first try it on himself to see how it hurts. Now, if you took that and did that to yourself, would you do it to the bird? In the Baha'i faith, the kernel of the teachings of Baha'u'llah is, blessed is he who prefereth his brother before himself. In Buddhism, the kernel of Buddhist teachings is, hurt not others in ways ways that you yourself would find hurtful. In Confucius, or Confucianism as they call it, it is the word shu, which means reciprocity. Do not impose on others what you yourself do not desire. In Hinduism, do naught to others which, if done to thee, would cause thee pain. This is the sum or the total of duty. In Jainism, in happiness and suffering, in joy and grief, we should regard all creatures as we regard our own self. In Shintoism, be charitable to all beings for love is the representative of God. In Sikhism, the kernel is don't create enmity with anyone as God is within everyone. In Taoism, regard your neighbor's gain as your gain and your neighbor's loss as your loss. How many of us are happy when we get something and sad when somebody else gets something? See, that's sickness. Look, in Zoroastrianism, whatever you do not approve for yourself, do not approve for anyone else. When you have acted in this manner, you are righteous. Now I save the three Abrahamic traditions for last. Judaism first. In Judaism it says, what is hateful to you, do not 
do to your fellow man. That is the entire law. All the rest is commentary. In Christianity, do unto others as you would have them so do unto you. And in Islam, no one of you is a believer until he desires for his brother that which he desires for himself. The new beginning of the nation of Islam is that we evolve beyond just the service to our people. I was with the Honorable Elijah Muhammad one day and he said to me, he said, brother, they call me a nationalist. He never said he wasn't. He just said, that's what they call me. He said, brother, Islam is not national or black. No, he said, they call me a black nationalist. He said, black is not national. Black is universal. All the time that that man was among us, he was feeding us, teaching us, guiding us. And I'm sure his family members can bear witness. There were whites that came to his table. There were Asians that came to his table. There were great imams and scholars that came to his table. He never mistreated anyone. He gave them respect. His last sermon to us in 1974, he had two white Muslims on the rostrum with him. One of them was Brother Ali Baghdadi, and the other one was a Muslim from Turkey. And these are his words. He said, these men are not here to see if you are clothed in a long white dress or a long black dress. They're here to see if you are clothed in the principles of your religion. He said again, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, Allah did not raise us, black people, that he raised in this hemisphere to be mockers of anyone. He's raising us to be servants of the human family after the dross has been taken from us, our job is, our mission is to help bring in a government of peace wherein we all can live together in peace. But before we can accomplish that mission, we have to grow out of the mind of black inferiority 
and whites have to grow out of the mind of white superiority. For Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, said, there is no superiority of the white over the black or the black over the white. The one that is best among you is he or she who is most careful of his or her duty to Allah. Muhammad and Jesus are the two greatest of those who proselytize the teachings. Jesus and his disciples have spread Christianity all over the world. Muhammad and his disciples have done the same. Are Muhammad and Jesus enemies? No. Why then are we? Is Muhammad and Jesus an enemy of Moses and the Israelite prophets? Then why are we? I think we all need to rise from this house and all houses like it to teach a message that will inspire, motivate, and stimulate human beings to act that God be reflected in us. Elijah Muhammad said the best religion he didn't say Islam. He said the best religion, brother, is do unto others as you would have others do unto you and love for your brother what you love for yourself. All the rest of the teaching is based on that principle. When you go forth out of this place today, let us go forth determined to be better tomorrow than we are today. As you drive down the street, don't drive in a way that offends your neighbor. You know how you fight over parking spaces sometimes? Is it necessary? Give it up. Oh, you can have it, brother. I'll find another one. What would it take from us to be kind? What would it rob us of to be a better human being? And if we start where we are, spread it from where we are, then perhaps in our lifetime we'll begin as we are beginning to see change. We see change going on in America. We see change going on in the hearts of young Caucasians and they are now instructing their parents. So 
older people who have the old way, be careful. Because Moses had some old folks <laughs> that didn't want to change. And God had given them a land. And in that land were some giants. And God instructed Moses and Aaron, you know, go ahead, take them into the land. And the people said, not us. We're not going up in there. You and your God go get those giants out of that land and then we'll go in. And guess what God said? Fine, I will let you wander in the wilderness until you die out and I will take your children and they will inhabit the promised land. It is the young people today that every branch of faith should be going after because the promise of God is not necessarily in the elders. The promise of God will be found in the young. Thank you for listening and may Allah bless you as I greet you in peace. Assalamu alaikum. And now <clears throat> there it is family. A new beginning. For those who have something that stood out for you, go ahead and press the number one. Wow, a new beginning. Do unto others as you are want done unto you. Don Oblige Muhammad told the minister that is the best religion. So, Brother Will, that's a good point, man. Why are we still arguing with each other and trying to find out the differences when there are so many similarities? The great Quote from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, as the minister said, he said, your mother just said, you know, four plus three equals seven. Mine says six plus one equals seven. And my brother right here, you know, her, you know, his mama says seven plus zero equals seven. And we all sitting at the table arguing. Well, my equation is better than your equation. Well, no, my mama gave me the best equation. But if they get down to the root knowledge. Versus being so focused on the branch knowledge, we'll see that, hey, man, we all getting really to the same answer. Seven. You may be going up just two different sides of the same mountain, but we seeing it from two different perspectives. And if we just start to think like that and look for the similarities, man, they say, can two walk together lest they agree? You know, the brothers, you know, our Hebrew is like, brother, they'll bring that, they'll bring that one out. And I asked one of the brothers one time, I said, well, brother, do you believe we should eventually start growing our own food? Yeah, yeah I believe that. Do you believe we should pull our children out of the enemy's school and start to learn and strive at least to teach our own? Yes, sir, I, I believe that. You believe we need to do for self or suffer the consequences being up under? One who has made us dumb, deaf, and blind, the modern pharaoh that you all teach about? Yes, sir. Well, it seems like, brother, we agree. Yeah, I know there's plenty of things that we disagree on, but you don't agree with everything your mama said, and that's still your mama. You don't, you don't agree with everything daddy said, but that's still your pops. You see what I'm saying? 
So, of course, we're not going to agree on literally every single thing. If I say you should have a vegetarian diet, somebody's going to say, no, you got to have a little meat in there now, brother. If I say you got to be vegan, oh, you you know, you got to have a little, little dairy in there. Then if I say you got to have some meat, no, brother, you, you got to go straight, you know, no milk. no. So you, anything you say, somebody's going to have a rebuttal. Anything you say, somebody's, if I say, man, you got to start getting some rest. No, brother, rest when you're dead, brother. We've been asleep for 400 years. You know how we do. So somebody's going to always have an opposing thought. But there are some things that we for sure can agree on, okay? So, yeah, I know how we is. Let's go to Brother Marcus. Brother Marcus up, up first. Yes, sir. As-salamu alaykum. Wa alaykum Yes, sir. Wow. You know, I love studying the oneness of the word of God. What stood out to me was when the minister began to quote wisdom from the different religious belief systems. And then he said, quoting from the most honorable Elijah Muhammad in his last sermon in uh, I think it was 74, when he when he went on to describe the two white men that was with him up on the rostrum. And he said, these men are not here to see. If you're clothed in a white dress or a long black dress, they're here to see if you're clothed in the principles of your religion. That's powerful. He could have just stopped right there. That was a mic drop moment. You know, one of my favorite speeches by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is one he gave at the uh, World Parliament of Religions. Try and get that and study it. Get that tape and study it. At this event, the minister demonstrated the oneness of various religions, faiths, and truths. And he did it in a mathematical way. I mean, the man broke it down. He broke it down into simple terms. You know, a lot of us, you know, we just can't stop religious gangbanging. We be set tripping, color, style, rolling them hand signs, stacking claim. Most of us, you know, we only see the, the outer exterior. You know, we'd be like, we'd be like, Christian would be like, you know, I'm a Christian. We got all the chips. And then the Muslim come along. I'm a Muslim. We the only ones cashing out. And then the Buddhist or Hindi brother come along. What is this chips and cashing out? No, my friend. It's all about liberation and nirvana. I mean, in essence, we are arguing over labels. In summary, the Honorable Minister's Frog come went on to say, he, he went on to say, we need to be more like the wino. He said a wino don't care about labels on the bottle. He's just concerned about the contents and the bottle. <laughs> you see, the contents, brothers and sisters, is the oneness. It's the principles that all the other religions contain. All praise is due to Allah. All right, family. Thank you. Salam alaikum. <clears throat> Brother Daniel. Yes, sir. Brother spoke to the mighty content. Um, it makes me think on the point I was thinking on. The minister closed out with the principles being the most important. And he closed out where those who are of the old mindset, they will make it. And he spoke about the importance of the youth and how their minds are created by the God. This makes me think of how important it is of what we're doing this morning to really have the content of the two messiahs. Because I can't understand and represent 
the universality of the message if I'm ignorant. In my best effort, it doesn't matter. The minister said the road to hell is paved with good intentions. So I don't think good intentions and really study these teachings and copy the answers of Minister Elijah Muhammad, now Minister Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Then I won't be able to represent and I won't have the mindset to represent. You know, when the minister said, Brother Ben, he listens to the minister. He's bringing many to the minister. This brother is evidently studying because he's able to hear a word. And the first thing that clicks in his mind, oh, this message here, this message right here. You know, that's important. And he's an example. Of, since we are on his platform, he's an example of what the students should be able to do and at least being able to draw off of something that the messiahs have said to formulate the base of our thinking. I've come to the conclusion that if my thinking, if I can't line my thinking up with something that the messiah have said, then I need to, I need to seriously reconsider my base of knowledge. Because when a man comes from God and, and is, has come to give us a new beginning constantly, then I cannot justify having thoughts that's against what he teaches. And this also makes me think about the importance of doing, because the youth today, they, 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 they from the uh, show me, the Wyoming state that our brother spoke of. You, you can't talk to these youth and you don't have no practicality beyond your ideology. And I find that most of the religious game banging is based in ideals not based in practicalities in the closing i listened to you brother when you were i'm not gonna call it a debate because it was not when you were having a dialogue with our hebrew our hebrew brother in the community and i just saw how you refused to be bull baited in any ideological debate everything was based on the practicality and the words that bring about an understanding from the mathematical theology that we've been given so it was a beautiful, it was a beautiful dialogue. And um, that's all I got to say there, brother. Thank you. Praise be to Allah. Uh, I want to, I want to share a tip with you all uh, that maybe you guys can use. When I am listening to the minister, well, let me first say this. When you, when, when you do the work of dinner with our people and you're getting the feedback and questions from them, <clears throat> they kind of tell you what you need to be prepared for. And you don't know what you don't know. So I've had to answer and engage with so many people when I'm listening to the minister, certain things stand out that makes me say, I have to save this. So that's why I can know, okay, I posted it on my Facebook before. So when I go to my clip sometime, there's two things. I'm doing it for me. So if I'm going through something and then I find a solution, I post it and I'm and I'm putting in my caption a certain thing so that I can remember. Because if I need it for my own life, I can go back to it. But also if somebody contacts me, I can go back to it. For example, there was a brother that just asked me a question yesterday in my DM. He said, well, if if he said if the white man's time was up in 1914, 
Why are they still in power? Now, I know I got a clip somewhere. He hit me last night, but it's a clip I got out there somewhere addressing that or a post. But if I don't, when I find it, I'm going to I'm going to name it something where I know how to find it the next time somebody asks, because he's not going to be the only one to ask that. I had that question when I just came when I came in as well. That's why I know I got it somewhere on the Internet. But that's what I do. I'm, I'm thinking about what is what is our people going to need? Where I can feed, if whether if it's the Twitter teachings, I got to tweet about it. I got to put it on Facebook to make it easier for me to go find it. So that's why when some of y'all are talking, I'm I'm kind of going through my repertoire in my head. Okay, where is this at? Okay, how can I help with that? Okay, so when the sister Sacred came on speaking about the Sabbath, I already known. Yeah, I posted that before. The minister broke down what the Sabbath really mean. That's a 7,000 year and da-da-da. So I know exactly where to go to to find it. So for those who, who want to do that, I listen. When I'm, when I'm listening to the minister, I listen with that intent. So that's why certain things stand out. Now, if, you just, if we just listening to the minister just to listen to him and, oh, that's a pretty good message, certain things won't stand out to us. It's, it's almost like when you're going through something. And you're listening to the lecture while you're going through something. I'm pretty sure if some of y'all have done that, certain things stand out. You're like, man, the first time I heard that lecture, I didn't hear the minister say it like that. But it's because you're going through something now and it's consciously on your mind. So certain things that he's saying does stand out to you. That's why I encourage us to for everybody to give and, and say something at the end, because we don't always hear certain things that he's saying based on what we're going through. So that's just a little tip if y'all want to know kind of how I, man, how he be putting those clips so fast is because I'm listening to intentionally pull. Man, I, I'm pretty sure somebody would ask about this. Let me clip this up, put it on my YouTube, name it something where I remember, where I can go right to it and give it to somebody if they ask me. All right, let's go to uh, Brother Wesley. Hi, Salam Alaikum family. Um, and this is why we take notes because once you start speaking, brother, I, my mind goes elsewhere. But going back to my notes, I, I love the point where the minister brought out about we all have the capacity or the potential to do good or do evil. Um, and that to me, just you know, going bear witness to what you said, that brought me up to where the honorable Elijah Muhammad has taught us and has been reminded to us by the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan that you can become hypocrite overnight, you become a devil overnight, you can wake up with all the intentions making your prayer. And then you can go to sleep and wake up and all of that can be different. So just understanding the patience that's required. I, I look at it for myself, the patience that I have to have with myself, the patience to have with our people as well, because we don't know what everyone is going through and we don't want to allow our emotions or allow situations to cause us to lean on that capacity to go to the evil route or wanting to react emotionally. Um, and then also what stood out to me as well was the uh, what the minister brought out about how the Arabs they were a cho they were chosen for the revelation of the Quran, but that particular mission that they were on was failed when they started to take it as it was an Arab religion. And I look at our people who look to adapt to the Arab culture and not taking on what was revealed, not the truth that was revealed, and just wanting to be accepted by Arabs. And I look at just as the minister brought out about the stores and how they know that, you know, it's halal to eat pork and, and, and I mean, excuse me, haram to, to eat pork and to set, eat to, to take part tobacco and all these type of things. And some of them I've, I've been experienced where they'll close the store to go make prayer and then and open it back up and go right back to selling these things. So just understanding that we have to really zoom out 
and really get, and then also really get to the root as he brought up the kernel. And I believe I heard him correct when he said the, the kernel, which to me is the seed and just get into what the root is of the religion and not looking at as Brother Marcus was bringing out just the label or just bringing up what, you know, what everybody is professing to believe and who was their messenger and who was the prophet and all of that. Did you get the message and are you applying what they what they revealed to what was what they were commissioned to reveal? Um, as well it was so important so I, I appreciate this particular lecture and just understanding that we all you know need a new beginning and that's where getting into these studies help you take on a new beginning because you're able to start on a new path and being able to apply these teachings in real time assalamualaikum well excellent praise be to allah uh sister tt can you hear me yes ma'am oh um, what stood out to me was that we have to get to the root knowledge of ourselves. He said um, something about love your neighbor as yourself. In order for us to be able to love our neighbor as ourselves, we have to get to the root knowledge of ourselves first as individuals in order for us to be able to, you know, love our neighbors. That That's basically what I got from it. Now, I could be wrong. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. You know, that's what I got from it. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for sharing. Sister Yasina. Assalamualaikum. Like so So my, my takeaways, uh, when the minister was talking about the black woman and um, us being the carriers, I think he said age. We're now in 2023, and in my line of work, I have to stay on top of statistics. Right now, Black women and young Black girls, statistics say at the age of 15, but I'm learning the age of 13. So from the age of 13 to 30, that age group, we're leading black young girls and women. We are leading in STDs. From gonorrhea on up to AIDS. We're we're in we're at the head of this thing. And we know that it's, we know that it's by design. What but we it's also, do is to. But it's also mothers not knowing the value of ourselves and not knowing how to parent properly, to rear our children properly because we're not taught that. So at a certain age, among most black women, when our daughters reach a certain age, age we take our hands off of them and the love that they're not getting from their mothers and their fathers, they go out and they get it from the world. We factor in rape, we factor in sex trafficking, we factor in a whole lot of things, but at the end of the day, we're leading. So we have to figure out how do we combat this thing 
and you know, sexy red, I think that's her name, and all the rest of them, they're not making our, our job easier. But we've got to figure it out because they get the disease, but they're too young to really understand the significance of what they're doing. Because they they get it, but then they go sleep with somebody else. And they just passing it on, passing it on, passing it on. And that's our young black males too. So we have to teach both the male and the female the value of these cells because the black male, those cases haven't dropped either. But we've never seen a time like this where our young girls at 13 are infected with STDs. Uh, the other part of that, the other thing that stood out to me was when the minister said that we, you know, we can do, we can choose to do right or we can choose to do wrong. We can either choose to be God or we can choose to be devil. It's a choice that we make on a consistent basis. So, so for me, I can only speak for myself. It's me asking myself before I speak a word, the messenger says, speak, think five times before you speak. Do I really want to say that? I'm not perfect at it. But do I really want somebody saying to me what's in my mind to say to them? Um, because when we're enraged or we don't think, we end up tearing down relationships and people will smile even though what we said to them still hurts them 10, 20 years from now. It could be that one thing that cuts so deep that even, even if they don't stop talking to you, the relationship is not the same. So we have to be mindful of what we say to people and mindful of the energy that we project on people. Assalamualaikum. Waalaikumsalam. Brother Timothy? Yes, sir. Assalamualaikum. Uh, my apologies. I can't come to the camera right now. But just the minister always being that reminder when he spoke up on uh, the Arabs, it's, the Arabs, it, it, it to me it's it's like they take pride in, in self worship, saying, "Oh, you joined our religion, or oh, you finally chose to come to this side," when when really that's our natural state. That really stood out to me. And when he said that the prophets weren't enemies, so why are we? Prophets after Jesus Christ didn't look down on the teachings of Jesus Christ, so. Why do we look down on each other, you know, when we just striving to be perfect as, as 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 striving Muslims and a reminder that we all could be devils. I always still sometimes I still think in my head that it's still a, a, a little person in a in a tight red jumpsuit with a pointy tail and a pitchfork that's in the depths of hell. You know what I'm saying? Just like how majority of our Christians look up to an unknown and uh, in the lecture belief in Allah. Most of us don't have a worthy goal. What do you want out of life? Your words is a reflection of your mind. If they could kill that, they could kill you. So just the, the the minister being a reminder and a reminder and a reminder to us, the power call being a reminder to me every day. And I want to close on, a, it's a chapter in the Quran, that, uh, chapter 2, verse 224. It says, do not use Allah's name in your oaths as an excuse for not doing good, not guarding against evil or not making peace between people. And Allah is all hearing and all know him. As-salamu alaykum, family. Alaykum salam. Brother Clarence? As-salamu alaykum, beloved. 
Like Nepal Salam. Indian. Have you heard? Uh, you kind of low. Okay. Tell me when you can hear me better, beloved. You on Bluetooth? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bluetooth. Okay. Assalamu yeah. alaikum. Malik Salam. Yes, sir. This uh, reminds me of, uh, I think it's in the Holy Quran, uh, Surah 2, Ayah 256. Let there be no composing in religion. Well, you know, when when you're out there uh, soldiering and teaching, you know, I've come across a lot of the religious gang banging, sort of, as the brother said, where, you know, the brothers, they, um, if you don't believe as they believe, call God in the way that they call God. And we're separate. When, when I, when I'm attacked by this, I ask the brother, I say, okay, you, 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 you come from the church of God in Christ. This one is Baptist. This one's Pentecostal. Um, it's the same air. If you take a breath, let's all take one breath. Same breath, same air from the same God, no matter what you call him. Another brother came at me. Oh, brother, you, if you ain't walking with God and following the Hadith, then you ain't walk, You ain't a real Muslim, brother. I said, brother, you may like apples. I may like oranges. But what do we do have in common? Like you said, brother, earlier, what do we have in common? We both like fruit. Let's stop arguing over uh, religion and let's start agreeing on what we have in common. That's all I want to say. Assalamu alaikum. Well, uh, Brother Samuel. Yes, sir. Assalamu alaikum, Brother Baron. Well, excellent. I, I've had some similar things to what you do to help remember things. Uh, one of them, I do tweet, right? Uh, and the more you engage, the more you remember. And I wrote down, uh, uh, at, the, at the class come in, I tell them to follow the six Ps, paper, pencil, positive attitude, patience, and pursuit of perfection. I said, uh, but paper, because when you write on the paper, you're actually writing on your brain. And I, it's a saying that says how we learn. I don't know how true it is, but it said we remember 10% of what you read, 20% of what you hear, 30% of what you see, 60% of what you hear, 70% of what you discuss, like we're doing, 80% uh, of what we experience, and 95% of what you teach to others. So the best way to learn is actually get into teaching, actually get into doing, not just listening, stimulating your brain, but not really learning that, right? Uh, so I said about that. And the first thing that stood out to me when I first turned it on today was he said he's studying the mind of the slave and the slave master. And I remember something he said, and I spoke of it at, uh, when I taught junior college back in 93. I went to Angel and Nation in 2013, but I remember something the minister said back then. He said, we got two sick people. One people sick with a superior mind and another sick with an inferior mind. How do you fix that? By teaching the truth and so that truth will fix actually both minds and in a holistic way i put it like this you got melanated red blood cells in your body and you got white blood cells in your body and your body don't need really the white blood cells until you're sick right and once it they kill <laughs> the disease then the white blood cells once you're cured goes away I said, that's 
to me like both people. <laughs> Once we are cured of whatever is in us, then you won't even know they exist, <laughs> you know, because they're not needed anymore. Uh, and then the next thing he said that stood out, and I say this last, he said, the best among you is he who is most careful of his duty to Allah. One example I use in my class is, who is the greatest? When you look at numbers, which number is the greatest? The negative five or the positive one? They say the positive one. Why? Because it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's they give various reasons. I said, but the reason I say is numbers that are greater that will always work. No, I say negative five and negative one. They said negative one because it's closer to zero. I said, okay. What about one and negative uh, 20? Well, one, well, because it's positive. I said, yeah, but uh, I mean, uh, one, is, uh, one and uh, that's why I say one and 20. Well, one is closer to zero. <laughs> why is that greater? You know, well, because both of them positive. I said, here's one thing that will always work. The greatest is the number that is farther to the right. So I guess that would say the greatest, that made me think of that principle, the greatest among us is he who is most right, just, <laughs> you know? And so I was tying that in. It made me think of that. And um, I think that's all I wanted to say uh, for now. And uh, thank you. As-salamu alaykum. Walaykum Sister Sharona. As-salamu alaykum, family. Walaykum So... Uh, at one point in the lecture, this stuck out to me. Uh, the minister said we were left in that position to be exploited. Uh, he and I'm paraphrasing. He said our brothers know what we should and should not do essentially, and they do not warn us. They did not warn us, and that took me back. I was at the airport <clears throat> last year around Savior's Day, well, for Savior's Day, and we were leaving. We were grabbing some snacks before we uh, went to wait on the plane. So there was this brother at a stand. So we're getting snacks and he could not speak English, but uh, my daughter grabbed some Pringles and he he said no, you know, he wouldn't let her purchase them. So the, the young man that was uh, escorting us to our pod, he said, well, no, you can't get those. So we're looking like, what? You know? So he, he was Muslim and the the guy the stand was Muslim, he said, Oh no, she can't eat those. You know, we're Muslim. They're, you know, apparently they've got something in them that we can't we can't have. And so, you know, in my mind now, I'm like, you know, our brothers, they know what we should and should not do. He didn't speak English, but he wouldn't let her get those chips. You know, in the bigger picture is they know what we should and should not do. We're babies in this. You know, we were brought here and, you know, taught the ways of the devil. That That's the way that we live in. They know what we should and should not do, but they do not, you know, take it upon themselves to teach us. You know, and, yeah, I just thought about that on a larger scale as far as we all are concerned. That's what we need, you know, but as opposed to doing that and helping us, they exploit us, like the minister says, with the music, you know, and the things that they show our children, the things that they attempt to teach our children in the schools and, you know, just the wicked ways of this world, as opposed to teaching us and bringing us up to speed, you know, as our brothers and sisters, they don't do that. They exploit us, demean us, you know, degrade us. And here we are, just like my sister said, you know, Sexy Red and all of the other little sisters that are out here on a huge platform today for our daughters to see. 
you know, um, they exploit us and degrade us and, you know, demean us, just like I said. And just like my sister said, we, we got to figure it out. We have to do something because our children are suffering at this point. It's about us, but it's not about us. It's about our children and our grandchildren and those to come after them. Like, we have to do something. So, yes, yes. That's what I got. <laughs> As-salamu alaykum. Alaykum <clears throat> Sister Melva. As-salamu alaykum. Alaykum um, I just wanted to make one point. And I remember hearing this the first time. It was in another lecture. And the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad asked the minister, what is the best religion, brother? <clears throat> and he just knew for sure it would be Islam. <clears throat> Excuse me. And in the same lecture today, the minister spoke of the best religion is to do unto others as we would have done unto ourselves. That is the best religion and it works all the time. So that was the only point I wanted to make. Thank you so much. As-salamu alaykum. Brother Daniel? Yes, sir. Uh, dear sister, uh, Yasina, she uh, struck something on when she was talking about the sisters. But this to our brother Samuel. He said that in that form, it was very interesting because he said most of our learning and retention comes from teaching. It made me think about how the woman is the first teacher and the importance of the role of the woman in the new beginning. We will have no new beginning if our sisters are not bewedded to the messiahs, to the two that came and God himself. It is so important since we all come through her womb that she is at the forefront. I just read Sister Ava's book, A New Union of Measurement. I read it years ago. She had autographed it for me and I just reread it. And I, I didn't know how powerful that book was until I realized that some of those expressions of wisdom became the foundation of my thinking. I didn't know. I had certain thoughts, and when I read a book, I said, oh, this, this, this came from... Sister Ava said it just like that. So it just showed me the importance of the woman speaking and living the word of God. That is the answer. There's nothing to be searched for. The two messiahs and the God himself are absolutely the men that the sisters should be wedded to and from there, every relationship should be established from that sacred bond. And I'll close with this. I remember the minister said, look, I'm like a spiritual wife to the honorable Elijah Muhammad. I'm like a good mother. And then he said he's the female Mary. He's the perfect example of the Hagar experience. We have to retrace her steps, not the steps of Sarah, who never was put out the house. But every Muslim got to walk the steps of that troubled woman. So it's, it's just so much in 75% of the work is with the woman. And it's very, very important that the woman absolutely takes on these teachings 1,000%. Yes, sir. Thank you. And then we're going to end off with Brother Jax. 
Assalamu alaikum. I can't come off camera. I don't know why it won't let me, but um, I just had a few pointers. Um, you know, when he was talking about um, uh, when they say um, they do we finally uh, decided to come to that side? You know, just going into Islam being our natural state of mind and life. You know, it comes. You know, it comes with a gut feeling, and you know, every decision you make, every thought you think. You know, you can feel what's righteous and what's wrong, you know, and when you have a perception on something and you hear the truth and cannot dispute the truth, you know, you become the opposition. You know, you choose to be the opposition when facing truth because a lot of things are unbearable for the non-believers. And, you know, there's always going to be opposition to any positive or negative situation. You know, it don't matter what it may be. You know, the type of peanut butter you like on your sandwich. What's a good TV show and what's boring? Somebody or something will oppose you. And, you know, it's just up to us to maintain the mindset and continue to work and not react in ways that show weakness because we're strong on what we stand on. And, you know, you got to be ready to make that decision to represent Allah and know that he don't fail and know that he sent three of the most powerful beings to walk this earth. And Master Faraj Muhammad, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Assalamu alaikum, family. Thank you for letting me speak. Yes, sir. Well, I thank each and every one of you all for sharing something that stood out <clears throat> to you. Uh, as, as we close, he says, the minister says, whenever God raises a people for something, uh, to greatness is because he wants to use that people for a for a broader and bigger purpose. And, and I know he said a people, but I mean, I, I think that applies also to us as human beings. When God raises us, it's not just for us and us alone to say, hey, man, God has raised me. It's for me to now be raised so that I can raise someone else so that I can utilize what God has given me to help his people. If he works through human beings, um, if, if he's raising me, then I, I see things possibly from a bird's eye view where I can see problems and problems and help solve the problem. So for me, man, that's, um, that's something to, to, to remember even as we are raised as individuals, who can I pull up with me? Um, what insight, what foresight is he blessing me with where I can go back and help somebody else if the mission is to resurrect the dead? So that's just something, one of the things that stood out for me. He said, when you raise a people, it's for a bigger and broader purpose. What is that purpose? What is your purpose? The minister says, we are walking without an aim and a purpose. So blessed is he who discovers and finds his purpose. So why, why do you think Allah raised you in the manner that he raised you? That's a question we got to ask ourselves. Many of us are raised in different ways. Many of us are raised to different levels. Why? He said that's one of the best things we can ask is why. He says when we're looking at our supreme wisdom, we should ask why did God ask why in a lot of the problems? And a lot of the questions, because he wants to raise us up into his mind for understanding, which takes me to actually what he said yesterday. 
He says, hold on, y'all. This person, keep on calling, man. Yes. Man, you see what I'm saying? I mean, they called him back to back. Y'all don't want nothing. Let's spam. Uh, <laughs> uh, he said, we need to know the circumstances and mindset of the person who wrote the scripture. Our hearts have to be in tune with God and his will to interpret. So we can't just read the scripture just to read the scripture. We have to, well, what, what did he mean at that time so that we can understand the principle? It's not just us reading the scripture, oh, Adam and, uh, Adam and Eve and, and, and Cain and Abel. Okay, that's, that's, that's pretty good for that time. No, there's a reason why certain laws, there's a reason why certain scriptures was prescribed for them at that time. And if we understand why it was prescribed for them at that time, we'll understand how it can be used in modern time. So that's the last thing that stood out to me. And I will uh this is a call. And I will get with everybody back tomorrow at 9 a.m. Central Time. So we don't have to do this three days. This will be our uh closing with the new beginning. And make sure that you guys go to www.thepowercall.net to leave your testimony and what you thought about today's call in the Power Call app. www.thepowercall.net. Assalamu alaikum and have a blacktastic day. Is Brother Ben here? Brother Ben. Now, Ben got a heck of a program. A lot of people listening to Brother Ben. And Ben tells them about the minister. And Ben tells them about the minister.